welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and this week I'm flying solo. Brandon Whitehair is unable to attend this week, so he sends out his uh, apologies to all you guys. So we're going to be... Uh we're going to be flying solo. Uh, today we have an awesome special guest on the line. Four-time race winner, number two in the GNCC ATV off-road racing this year in the season finale, Bryson Neal. I'm excited to get Bryson on. He is so awesome to give us his time today and uh, come on and, and talk to us a little bit about his season, his uh, career up to this date, and uh, what he sees in the future. So um, with that being said, welcome to the show, Bryson Neal. Hey, buddy, how's it going? I appreciate you coming on today and give us, giving us your time. Hey, Cooper, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to the podcast, brother. Yeah, man, me too. Uh, like I said, Brandon was sorry that he wasn't able to come on. He was really looking forward to getting a chat with you, but uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. That way he can make up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I like listening to you guys. You guys got a real good thing going on. And uh, I, Brandon, if you listen to this, I miss you, brother. We'll talk here soon. <laughs> I guarantee you he's listening. So he, he'll probably listen tonight when I download it for, uh, for the first time. <laughs> so, Bryson, um, I wanted to just kind of talk to you about especially your season this year because you had an, a fantastic season. But if you would, if you would uh, for maybe some of the, uh, the few listeners that may not know who you are, why don't you give us a brief history of your career, um, how you got to the pro class on the ATV uh, GNCC tour and um, – you know, kind of where uh, where this this whole uh, G, uh, uh, quad thing took you. Yeah, well, um, you know, I started when I was five, uh, and like most guys, I started out in the PW50. I started out in the dirt bike. That was my first uh, actual thing I ever started out riding, and it was actually it was my mom. You know, my, today my dad is my right hand dude. He's 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 got my back, and it's me and him. You know, rolling. But when I first started, it, it was my mom taking me to a lot of races. <laughs> You know, and, and she always kind of jokes with me and dad today about that. Like, well, you wouldn't be where you are today if it wasn't for me. <laughs> but uh, started on the P-Dub. And, uh, you know, I did that for, did some fair races, did some locals and all that. But my dad, he raced CNCC. And um, he raced the Junior A, I think, in 2001. He ran the whole series. And he locked up his motor at st clarysville with one race to go before iron man and if he would have won that day he was in, in the lead of like i don't know two or three miles to go he would have won the championship but oh, he man. came up short and uh he finished second and ever since then he kept kind of that was the only year he kind of ever really followed the series you know all the way through he most like 2005 he hit a lot but you know with his business and, and trying to grow that he couldn't really give all his time so it was like i was nine years old and i was like you know what i, I I want to fool with I want to be like that. So he got me a Honda 90, and I wore out like, I don't know, four or five of those things just right around the yard. I mean, I just completely just rode them from sunlight to to sun uh, to sunset and um, wore them out. But I started out, I came to the youth ranks. My first GNCC race was the Ironman in 2000, I think, four at the end of the season. They had the first ever youth race. It was 2004, 2005. I can't remember. But Walker Fowler and me were both um, at this race. And I believe he won, and I got third in my class. And it was just kind of really cool that, you know, me and him were the two guys who kind of was at the very first original youth race. And now here we are. We finally made it all the way to the pro class, and we're kind of like one or two right now, you know. So that's, that's pretty cool. And then from there, you know, I, I was kind of a little spotty. And I kind of was at the weird age where I was too young to ride with the bigger boys and they kind of whipped my butt, but I was always kind of like the young guy in the class. And it wasn't until what, 2010, I raced a schoolboy um, AB 300. And that's when I first got my first ever GNCC win. And um, ever since then, you know, that day um, I started doing better. The next year I won uh, schoolboy AB championship and then the very following year I won college A championship and then I won XE2 championship the very next year boom 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 all three in a row and then I just moved right on to the pro class I was like I was just always that guy's just like well what's the next step and I jumped in with the uh with the big boys and and uh I knew they was on a different level you know those top five guys and my goal was I wanted to be the sixth place guy I wanted to be the guy who was next in line to them you know and 
my first year in pro class, I accomplished that. I, I finished sixth. And, you know, I got my first podium, got a lot of top fives. And then the next year, I was like, you know, I, I want to be the top five guy. So I became the top five guy. I think I finished fifth. And then the next year, I was like, you know, I, I want to get on the podium. Started getting the podiums, started getting more momentum. And I was like, I want to start getting top two. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and every year, I've kind of set goals and been like, all right, let's get more, let's get more. And, and you know, here I am today where I finished number two, I think, three times now. And, you know, we had a really good year this past season. Uh, we're having four wins. And uh, we're – you know, trying to set our eyes on next season and uh, with our new goal. And uh, that's obviously to try to win the XC1 title. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, what year was that that you came into the uh, the pro class? Um, 2014 was my first year. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I knew you'd, you'd been around for just a little while, but you're still, I mean, you're still kind of young compared to a lot of the guys out there. But, I mean, we watched this whole season, and you already mentioned that you had four wins this season. And it just was a stellar year because it just seemed like your speed's there for sure. <laughs> I mean, we watched uh, the last five races of the season when we came back from break, and you could arguably have won all five of those races barring no mechanical breakdowns or anything like that because you were, you were hauling, that's for sure. Yeah, and that's the that's the, the bummer part looking back is that, you know, it, when when people look back on paper, they, they see that I won those three races. But, man, I was in position to win every single one of those and get five five clean slate. You know, I was in the lead at, at, at Beckley, two miles to go, broke that ball joint. And then, then the dusty race, I had like a minute lead, you know, but it is what it is. It's, that's the story of how racing goes sometimes, you know. Um, I had three DNFs this year, and um, – it's all three just off the wall things that just I didn't see coming. You know what I mean? That that's never happened to me. And I do all my own work. Um, my dad helps me build the bikes in the off season in the winter to prepare for the season. But I'm kind of like whenever the season gets rolling, you know, I I'm doing the training. I'm doing all the prep on my bikes. I'm doing all the work, and um, it's a lot. You know, and I, I take pride in it, trying to race the top level. You know, trying to accomplish my goals and um you know i'm not alone i got a collective group of people that, that really have my back you know my girlfriend and my dad and mike Dean, casey greek and justin fallon some good friends pat kidwell but you know uh it's just hard trying to that's the hardest thing in the sexy one pro class is trying to stay perfect and true for 13 rounds because you know it in gncc racing anything can happen at, at any time in those two hour races especially with the speeds that you guys are carrying you know um matching the pace of walker it's not like you can go easy on the bike because you're you're having to send it completely all the time so it, it's hard to i'm sure it's it's hard to protect equipment um and then for that matter to constantly be changing out parts and working on it yourself um keeping a training program i don't know how you guys do it i mean i i did a local series this year and uh it about wore me out just <laughs> just doing a local series and, and and you guys are doing it at the top level traveling the whole country so you know hats off to you guys for for being able to do that um the Beckley race, we were watching that race, and I don't know if you ever go back and watch the Racer TV races, but there was a section in that woods that I can remember, like, very detailed. You were coming through the woods, coming up a hill, I think it was around mile marker six, and there was kind of like a jump, and you were sending it through the woods, and the announcers were going nuts. So watching that race, I was like, my gosh, if he can keep that bike together he is hauling and and unfortunately we heard that you that you broke down so yeah, yeah that that Beckley track that that was one of the races this year that I really loved you know it had more of a true blue you know GNCC feel you know back to the roots and um it's more one of those races where it had a lot of woods not a lot of you know um fast GP type um terrain it was more just a, a true blue gncc race and and that's what i really like you know i love the fast stuff now you know back when i first jumped in the pro class that pace at that at that fast gp style stuff was just so hard to maintain but um i've always kind of been a more of a a, a local type of guy with when the tracks are a little bit more tighter and, and more burns and off cambers and hill climbs and that beckley race that day gosh the soil was perfect the track was awesome, and um, 
dude, I was feeling it that last lap. <laughs> I got the lead, and, and I was just trying to just check out, and I put a little gap on Adam, and I was just trying to hold on to it, but um, had something never happened to me before, uh, upper ball joint. Um, it, it, the nut, it, from what I'm gathering, it looks like it comes back to me that the nut just fell off. I mean, from, really? from, and that's just... That's just a kick to the root, you know what I mean? How does it get in B-Neal world, you know? Because I, I, I'm, I'm the one working on the bike, doing everything, and whenever I came in, there's no one to blame. It, it was on me. And I was just like, damn, I just cost myself, you know, this amount of money, this amount of win over this. And, you know, you put, you put 40, 50 hours sometimes on, on uh, a practice bike, and you never check the upper ball joint bolts. You know, right. and it's just kind of like, damn, did I um, – a past race, uh, the, you know, did something happen? Something tweak? Did something get weak? Something hit? I, I don't know, but it is what it is. But it's the way it goes. Yeah, when I saw that uh, that post that you made with the picture of the ball joint, I thought maybe that you had tagged a tree or something. I didn't realize that the, that the uh, that the nut just came loose. That's crazy. Good thing it didn't it didn't send you over the bars or anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I it, it happened in kind of like a, a second gear spot, and whenever it broke, my front tire it just started wobbling. So my first thing was like lug nuts on the bike, or or my spindle broke. That was my first thought, and, and then I got off and I saw the damage was done. I was like, I, I, this kid, he was nice enough. Um, uh, he he goes to OXR series. He he he's, he might hear this and he's going he's going to give me some crap for it because I can't remember this <laughs> moment, but. He stopped and gave me some zip ties, and I had like 15 of them things on there. And I tried to get it, and I tried to just baby it, and they all just snapped and broke, you know. But um, that was a bummer, you know. Yeah. That one, that one sucked. And um, earlier in the year, um, you know, I I spent all my time up up north in the winter, and I didn't, I hadn't went down south to Florida and and, and stayed, you know, and rode because I'm working on my own bikes, trying to get everything going, and. It had been super wet. It had been raining and raining and raining. And I used to have the sand pit that I could go right at before it got shut down. And it was so muddy and so nasty. I was like, man, uh, I need to break this chain in for, for my national bike. And I was like, I'm just going to put it on my, on my practice bike, go put 30 minutes on it, and bring it back in, you know, because, I, I mean, usually I can put, you know, 15, 20 hours on a chain, no problem. So the time doesn't ever really worry me so put 30 minutes on the chain went to the race and snapped halfway through well i found out that the the bush the the collars and the bushings in the back engine case they had cracked whenever i swapped engines um between january and february and they had cracked um, where the swing arm pivot nut goes through Uh and it caused my swing arm to shift and, and be not tracking true and straight Right. And my chain was, was going up um, at an angle, and it's causing a lot of tension. And it just put so much stress on it. it. It like I was riding a bike thirty minutes, and the chain looked like uh, <laughs> it looked like it had like I don't know, like forty hours on it. It was insane <laughs> how bad it was stressing. It was progressively getting worse. And but I had some you know off the wall things happen, but I also had a lot of good things happen. You know, so I, I'm happy with the year and. Uh, you know, we got four wins. Could have had a little bit more. You know, I let a few slips in my hands, but all in all, we had a really good season, and um, I can't complain. We're uh, looking forward to next year. Got a good, strong program, and uh, just go out and uh, do what we got to do. Yeah, and even with the the couple of uh, bad things that happened to you this year, you have to come out of the season with a lot of uh, momentum. You know, going into the season, knowing that that. If you didn't win, you had the speed to do it in in quite a bit of the races, especially after the summer break when it, it was kind of like you just you was out front almost you was out front every single race after the break. So that was awesome, and especially at the John Penton, um, you've been kind of on a roll there, haven't you? Yeah, that's uh that that's my backyard. You know, that's that's my closest genes to see, and um, that, I just kind of take that one to heart. You know what I mean? It, it's like it, a lot of family and friends show up and. Uh, you know, anyone wants to win their backyard, and you just want it just a little bit more. And I've been able to get three in a row there, and it's been real cool, especially in front of uh, all, all my family and friends who's, who's came out and supported me. Yeah, I watched that race on the Racer TV, uh, and 
was it lime green or lime yellow, the, the color of shirts that you had all your uh, family and friends in? Because it was awesome seeing all those guys with your, uh, with your shirts on littered the track. And that was just one of the coolest races to watch this year, the one where, uh, the one where you battled Walker down to the finish and took him. Um, I watched the GoPro on that one as well. It was, it was such a stellar race. Yeah, that, that was, um, you know, I think that was our first one of the year. And, um, man, I had an overwhelming amount of family and friends come out. I think we had, like, 20, 25 people. Uh, and they was wearing all those uh, those neon green shirts that we got. And um, anyone listening, we're going to have an order put in, you know, over the winter. And uh, I'm going to get them online and, and, and try to get them out to some people. I, I know a lot of people have been messaging me wanting some. So they're on the way. So so bear with me. But uh, those shirts, they stick out like, like a sore thumb. And, um that day was so cool. You know, Walker, he rode great. He got out front. Um, I think I was fifth going into the woods, and um, I just picked off each guy one by one. Walker had, like, a little 10-second gap, and, uh, man, we just – I got the running down, and uh, we had a good, good battle going on. And, um, you know, he's from Ohio, and he's always doing great at John Patton. He's always rode really great there. And um, that last lap, there's a lapper in the track, and Walker went to, to go a little bit lower. He was stuck right in the middle of the rut. He was just broke down. And Walker just went to the bottom of him where a lot of other people were going. And I just shot to the left, just on the left side of the guy and ran over some brush and went through some things. And my GoPro got covered where it didn't, it didn't capture the pass. As soon as I went for the pass, the GoPro just got leaves stuck in it. And, and that sucked, but you know, he was able to, to come out on top and get that win that day. And um, that was kind of like uh, the momentum shift for me, you know, cause I've been close uh, a couple times earlier in the season, you know, to a win, especially Florida. That I felt like I, I should have had that one. I, but that was kind of like a big momentum shift for me because there's a lot of things going on in the background that, you know, this racing for me isn't isn't no five-year plan. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm racing year to year. I, I'm, I'm going to be flat out with everyone. I ain't got nothing to hide. And there's a lot of things going on in the background where it's like, man, I don't want no. I don't want to have another year of just getting, you know, top five and top three and making it. And it's kind of like, well, it's time to it's time to step up and do something. And um, you know, I went into a zone, into a mode, and, and I worked, I worked my tail off. And um, it was just so cool, you know, to put in the work and not taking nothing away from anyone. Everyone rides great. Everyone does a great job. But you know, the last half of the year, I just felt like. I had a leg up and uh, I was really hitting my stride and um, I was just really feeling it. And it was really cool to, to all the people who's, who's on board helping me, you know, everyone in my group. And it, it's just so cool to see all of them step up and, and have my back and, and um, accomplish some cool goals. You know, we, we got two whole shots in a row. I've never gotten a whole shot ever in, in the pro class since 2014. <laughs> I've never got one. I got, two in a row back to back and that's really big in this championship you know an xc1 class uh as everyone knows and um i was able to get two back-to-back -back wins and get more than just one win in a season and uh is is really cool you know confidence for me um big steps and uh i was just really proud of it you know looking back and um hopefully looking forward to uh just keeping on keeping on next year and um we got our goals set and just try to go out and do our best yeah you know brandon and i talk a lot about about momentum and how it seems like and it's just you can see it in supercross you can see it heck you can see it in nascar when when somebody gets that uh momentum behind them and they they feel confident in themselves it's like you enter a new zone and it was clear to see uh, when you got your first win this season that you entered that zone and it, it was really awesome you know I want to touch on one thing I watch a lot of your GoPro videos just about all of them that you put out and the, when you talked about the leaf hitting the camera I was right there with you I was, I was like oh here it is like you knew you knew the pass was coming but uh, what I find is is so amazing about watching these GoPro cameras that you put out is is the the line selection and and the, the selecting lines that aren't even there it, it's it's kind of like an art to see you guys dissect these tracks and stay within those boundaries that they lay out, but, but find unique lines that, you know, maybe you don't use this lap, but it could lead to a pass for the lead and for a win uh, later in the race. Uh, so, you know, that's just something that I don't know if you can, you probably don't even learn. It's just a talent that you have. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you know, what's funny is that when, when my dad raced, you know, he, we always watched, uh, like back in 2001, I, I believe it was the, he had the VHS tapes 
of the entire GNCC ATV series. You know, they was all on VHS. And I used to sit there and binge watch them over and over and over. And I'd watch Bill Balance and I'd listen to him talk about these lines and, and go out and make lines. And, and, and whenever my dad would go out and race, I'd be seven, eight, nine years old. And I'd be out to seven mile marker by myself. I mean, and my mom knew she, she'd have both my dad and, and me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying to hang us. But I, I was just this little kid and I'd go out there and I, every race my dad took me to, I'd go out there and try to find him a new line out on the track. You know, it, it's kind of become a little more natural for me. You know, I'm always looking for that, for that nice line, that smooth line. And, and Walker, he's really good at it. And it's it's just something, you know, like I'm a fan of uh, Caleb Russell. And I've seen some some uh, GoPros that Stu Baylor's put up. And I love watching the lines that they take. I love watching, um, you know, going through our race on Saturday and seeing all the lines that we do. And then watching their GoPros and being like, where did they go? What, what was their main line? And, and I eat it up. I love it. It's just like, I, I, it's like a little mini game or something. And I just really enjoy it. And, um, you know, it's, it's really cool. So <clears throat> I've raced a couple of GNCC races and I feel like the line selection, the lines change so much during a GNCC race, even more than, than a, a local race. But what I think is cool is, so I obviously, I don't walk, or I don't, you know, ride the track with a with a bike like you guys are able to. So I don't know the tracks as well. But if I see a line, I'm always scared. Like, where is this actually going to take me? Am I going to get hung up? Am I going to get, you know, stuck on a tree? Is this line going to narrow down to where I can't get through it? You know, stuff like that. But the precision it takes to to get through these areas and like i'll watch be watching one of your gopro videos and i'll be like where the heck did that come from but honestly (laughs) like you were talking about watching caleb russell's videos i watch your guys's videos and i feel like i learn a ton and you know i'm a little too old to be going as fast as you guys go but i feel like it's kind of like uh you know how you see uh, baseball players swinging a bat with a weight on it? <laughs> I yep, feel like yep. if I watch enough of your video, of your guys's videos, when I actually get out there, it'll be pretty. It'll be easier because it's <laughs> I take all that speed away. <laughs> well, I, I hope I, I've had a lot of people come up to me and tell me that it's helped them and, and it's kind of like opened their eyes to more things that they can do and where they can go. You know, but I kind of relate it to it's just the do's and don'ts of life. I, I've been the guy who's took the wrong line and, and, and the trees were too tight for my tires to go through I, I i've gotten buried up my neck in mud you know i've took <laughs> all these bad lines a bad hill climb i flipped down it I, i've made all these mistakes you know it's just experience at this point where it, it's 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 split second decisions and, and i know by just a glance that i can make that you know i've been down this road i've crossed these paths i can do that and so it's just it's so hard to explain it's just it's just a level of experience and confidence kind of coming into one but you know it, my advice to anyone listening is just just keep exploring keep experimenting with going outside left right trying new lines you know even if you don't make the right one so many lefts you're eventually you're going to make the right one it's going to click right so of all the tracks that especially this year uh i want to focus on what what was your favorite track this year Oh man, that's hard. Um, you know, we, we honestly, we, we was really blessed, you know, with, with a good year. We didn't really have no mud races on the quad side. Uh, we had a couple that tacked up really good. We was really, we was really blessed um, with, with good weather. I'd have to say, you know, Beckley was an amazing day with the weather. Um, Ironman was, was perfect and tacky and fast. Hmm. You know, high point the earlier in the year, that first high point we did, that that was a perfect race, perfect condition. I'm just going to go with, um, I think I'm just going to go with Ironman because Ironman was that day where the sun, it was chilly in the morning. The sun came out right before the, the 2 p.m. race and it was it was 45, 50 degrees. And, and, and that weather, you know, it, everyone who rides knows that, like, you can go as hard as you want most of the time. And, and, and the heat's not a factor. Being cold's not a factor. There's no dust. There's no nothing. The track was perfect. No, no, no deep mud. No dust. And uh, Ironman just had such a good track with the history there and, and the motocross and everything that Scott. So I'm gonna go with Ironman. Yeah, I was watching the Ironman race uh, on the Racer TV broadcast, and it was it looked like a fun, fun track. Uh, and it was awesome to see you know all the fans on the Ironman Hill. Uh, just like years past that kind of uh, remind us a little bit of a normalcy. Uh, you know, I, Brandon and I talk <clears throat> a lot about how this year has been such a weird year 
and the racing community is the one place that we could go that it just felt like normal life. It was like so 2019. <laughs> You're right about that. You know, it, I don't know. I, I really haven't talked to a lot of other people, you know, in the pro class of me. But, you know, I just want to if this reaches, you know, Rita or, or Jeff Russell or anyone like that, you know, on the podcast, I just want to say thank you. You know, they they allowed us and, and went out and put together a safe race program and got everyone able and, and willing to race, you know, local and national. And, and that was really cool that, that everyone came together and was able to get us, you know, racing to that point. And, and you're right. Whenever we made it to the races, it was just like our own bubble our, our literally, it was our, our vacation away from the rest of the madness going on in the world, you know, and um, it, we're all one big family who follow GNCC, who follow ATV motocross you know, supercross and, and dirt bike motocross, everything, you know, we're all one big community that enjoy the same things. And, uh, it was really cool to see that everyone came together and got the race, but you know, it was difficult in, in some places for some people, you know, there's some weird things going on in the world with, uh, you know, in California, how they're locking things down right now. And, you know, a lot of people, they can't get the same metal and, and material as fast as they once was. Um, some people are, are getting shut down and they can't open up their businesses. You know, we don't know if we're going to be able to get this and that and, and the availability. And um, this is a weird time. And um, looking back, uh, we're just super fortunate. We got the race this past season. And um, who knows what's going to happen um, 2021, you know, if uh, if Biden, if, if he gets in and uh, what his plans want to be and, what kind of program he's going to run for the country. Uh, we'll see, you know, hopefully racing for everyone um, is still in the plans and in the works and we can still get out there, there and do it. But uh, I'm just, I'm just really fortunate. We got the race this past season. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you giving a shout out to the, to the GNCC crew is awesome. And I don't want to speak for any of the local series because I don't know exactly what they went through and I'm sure they had their own uh, programs as well. Um, but it seemed like, not only did the GNCC and the, all the uh, the Racer X Productions, but I believe that that the local series is really kind of watched what they did and kind of piggybacked off of that. So they probably they got a lot of racing in that they weren't even a part of, but they set an example for for the other racing series to to go underway with their 2020 season. And you know we're all grateful for that because you know I, I talk and joke with my wife all the time that. It was awesome because we would be at the track for the Mountain State Hair Scrambles, and it was just like normal life. It, everything was great. And then as soon as we would go out to eat after the race, like, oh, yeah, I forgot we have to wear a mask. <laughs> we have to wear a mask to the table before we take it off. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's um, you're, you're right. You know, the locals, it, it is really cool that GNCC came out and race production, and they led by example, and they had something for everyone to kind of go to and reference and put their own little spin on sometimes but you know that was great that they stepped up to the plate and they got us back racing and they did what they did and it was kind of like you said it was our norm it was our place of where life was normal you know at the racetrack life was normal you know and it was so cool to to be able to see that and experience that especially with everything going on in the world right now because everyone knows the world right now just it ain't normal and um there's a lot of people you know uh, in some unfortunate situations with things going on. And uh, it's just kind of nice for for some families to get away and um, enjoy some life and uh, togetherness, you know. And not only was it normal, it was so awesome to see the boost in the, in the racing community. I, I talked a lot about how, you know, I felt like the Mount State Hair Scramble from last year to this year, um, they in increased their attendance at least in the quad side, by probably 100%. It, it seemed like there was double the, the bikes out there on the track than, than there was last year, and it was such an awesome sight to see at, uh, over 100 quads at a local race. You, you know, at the same time, you know, I, I know that everyone hates the lockdowns and coronavirus and the undwelling that, that came from it, you know, but at the same time, a lot of people have gotten out and about experienced new things you know new adventures and maybe they dusted their boots off got back to racing because everyone i've talked to they, they're selling parts out the yin yang they, they can't keep stuff on the shelves people's buying more bikes than they, than they ever before they're buying more parts more people are getting out and racing and and that's good for for our sport you know it's not good overall for the country and for every individual you know because everyone's going through a different battle and a different struggle on every on every field you know but for our 
our community and our industry, you know, it's cool to see some growth uh, even during these times with, with more people getting out and about and racing. Right. So I know we're talking about the COVID and everything going forward. Um, I don't know what the plans are for the 2021 season. Like you were saying, it kind of depends on, unfortunately, who the president ends up being and what their plan ends up being. But, you know, hopefully we can count on 2020, uh, 2021 racing season being there for us. What's your What's your goals for, for next year? Obviously, your goal is is to win the GNCC National Championship title, but what's the plan to get there? Uh, is there anything that this year that you're going to be focusing on in the offseason more than normal? Uh, what is it that you think is going to take Bryson Neal to the top this year? Uh, you know, um, obviously going into 2021, we, we want to win an XC1 title. It's it's the last class, the last step, and it's an accolade that But both Dad and, and myself, we both want to reach. We both want to do it, you know. But, um, Walker and Mark Notman and his dad, Danny, they, they got a solid program. And no matter what, they're, they're going to be super tough to beat. They're going to show up to the race prepared and ready, and uh, we know that. And this is going to come down to, you know, every year, uh, the, the worst pain in my butt is, um, these little gremlins, you know what I mean? I got to chase perfection because that's what Walker and Mark, they the status quo that they run their program at, uh, perfection. You know, I can have all the speed in the world and be on fire when I'm on that machine. But if I'm not making to the finish line at all 13, then it don't matter. You know, so biggest thing for me is, uh, the pursuit of perfection and everything else, you know, I, I feel like I got my, my own program and, and uh, my own routine and everything, you know, that clicks and works great for me. And that's, that's really the, the number one thing uh, I got to say. What I like a lot, you talked earlier about how you got two hole shots this year, and I know that's been a struggle for you in years past. That's got to be, you know, a, a big thing there too because, you know, going into to next year, if you can get up there and put the pressure, I feel, if you can get up there and put the pressure on Walker and not let him get out there, you know, out front and in his comfort zone, if you can take him out of his comfort zone, then, then that, that's like, you know, a, a ticket there. Cause you know, what we all want to see as fans is, is awesome battles from the start to, from the start to the finish. And if you're getting good hole shots, you're going to be there for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, Walker, the way he's been winning these races over the past five, six seasons, you know, we got to him, you know, every year at, um, at a few handful of races, we got to him and, uh, we've had some good battles, but with, he's been so dominant with these whole shots and everyone's been lacking behind him and he's been setting this precedent and the way he's done it that honestly it's it's the way he's been winning has been easy you know he's getting out front he, he's getting the gap and he's managing the gap and um, it's a lot easier getting out in front like when I got out front at the at the last race and, and Ironman you know you can take those little extra time Whenever you get to this creek section, when you get to the hill climb, whenever you're in a tight place, a tight plot, tight little spot in the woods, you know, you got a little bit extra time to be like, all right, I'm going to make sure I make the right line, the right choice and get through this. You know, whenever you're that guy coming back from fourth, fifth, getting a bad start coming to the pack and you're hell bent, you're like, I got to get to the front. It's hard to settle down and not be, not be so hard on the machine because there's only one way to go and that's wide open, you know, so. The, the start has been so crucial and so important. Everyone knows it, you know, and, um, man, that's one of my, my, my happiest things that, that's mismade me this year <laughs> is that I honestly, those two whole shots, they was like winning a championship, uh, hands down. Like it was, it was, it was insane, you know, because I've struggled so long and, um, everyone just kind of like looked at me like he, he just can't do it. He just sucks. <laughs> and, and I was like, I think I do guys, you know, but. We stayed working on this for, for the past year and a half, two seasons. And, you know, this last half of the year, we got two whole shots. I think we got three second-place starts this year. We, we come into our own of, of perfection and trying to perfect it, and we're still working on it, you know, um, trying to improve and get better. But that whole shot is so ultra-important in, in the quad class because, like you said, we go out to these, to these races and we'll bicycle on Friday, and I can tell right away, like, man, I'm going to need to start tomorrow. This track is, is, is not producing a lot of lines. There's not a lot of passing. Um, it's pretty pretty one-lined. And whenever you come to those races and, and you get outside the top five and you got a guy like Walker or Cole or, or Adam, Jared, anyone, anyone who gets a whole shot and gets a little bit of limelight, you know, some distance, and gets to stretch their legs, it's dangerous for any guy, you know, trying to come from the pack and uh, get up front. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I I watched. Uh, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before one of your GoPro videos. And off that you got a bad hole shot, and you had a caption down there that said, "Why am I so bad at this?" And I was like, "Man, that's the biggest thing that's been holding holding him back." Because, like yeah. you said, like you said, being able to have that comfortable lead that Walker's been able to have over the years. And, you know, props to him for being the whole shot king that he's been in the past. But if you don't have, like, that carrot in front of you that you can see being Walker, you're having to push extra hard where maybe he was able to take that extra tenth of a second to make sure he, like you said, made it through that mud hole or that or up, up that hill climb cleanly. Uh, so, so I completely understand, you know, when it comes to making sure you got to uh, get a good hole shot and the constant uh, improvements of, of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, the horse in the stable is, it's not just the guy on the bike, the horse in the stable has got to be a hundred percent too. And, um, you know, not taking anything away from Walker because he, he's had the, he's no matter what he's, he's accomplished what he's done and uh, he's done, he's done a damn good job about it and he's dominated, you know, but, from when he came into the pro class, he came from the likeliness of uh, Bill Bounce and uh, Brock Booth, and he had everything figured out with camber and caster adjustments and ECU and and what they what they came found um, whenever they came together with Mark Nauman and uh, Toby Reed and other experts, you know their level of perfection. They they raised the bar so high that not a lot of people knew where it was, and uh, not just him on the bike, but also the bike itself, and it's. Now that I, I didn't have the, the same opportunity, you know, to, to get with a lot of these people and learn a lot of these same things, you know, I, I've learned so many hard lessons, you know, and I feel like I'm finally coming into my own at, at the age where I know everything on my bike. I know, I know everything that it does. I know what change for each track, what to make. And this just comes back to experience, you know, and uh, I just feel like that he's had a little bit of a leg up on everybody, you know, on, on not only himself and what he knows inside his mind with knowledge, but also on his machine, you know, and I feel like I finally kind of bridged the gap and, and we're catching up to, to both his knowledge and, and the way my bike's handling uh, as well. Yeah, I'm excited for this upcoming season. Uh, you got me getting pumped up right now because looking at this upcoming season, I feel like it's – you gotta say there's there's gonna be players this season that's gonna be that's gonna be challenging Walker for up there. You got you Cole Richardson definitely can't take McGill out of the conversation. He he stepped it up in the later part of the season this year as well. But I just feel like the the battle up front is gonna be getting closer. And you got some you know Hunter, like Hunter Hart coming up that he had a, another solid year this year. Guys are just are are just stepping up their game, and it seems like that bridge is starting to close a little bit from the rest of the field to Walker. And and I'm excited to see what this 2021 season has. And to compare it to something, I would compare Walker to like a Chad Weenan. It's hard to beat somebody when you know you have to be perfect. You have to have the speed, and uh, just like Joel Hetrick has had the speed for years, but. It, it comes down to consistency, and uh, it seems like, you, you know, a, a few of you guys are getting that figured out, and I'm really excited to see. I, I would like to see, you know, this championship come down to the end of the year and you guys just be battling it out tooth and nail. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, everyone wants to see it. You know, um, the way Walker's been winning, you know, at – Yes, he, he's won all these races. He's, he's done a great job. But at the same time, you know, the, the only thing that's getting left out is, is the people, you know, the fans. Everyone wants to see a great race. Everyone wants to see a battle. And um, that, that's all I want. You know, um, we obviously I want to win, you know, but we're trying to bridge that gap where next year, um, you know, it's not so many um, one horse races where, where one guy gets out front and just just giddy up and goes and checks out and it's kind of boring you know we want more interesting racing and uh, a lot of people are, are coming up through and that's so great to see for our sport and uh, a lot of people are itching and trying to get better you know i try to be as humble as i can you know i, I know my speed and, and and i know my bike and, and what i can bring to the table but you know i'm the type of guy where if i give my all i, I train my hardest and i do everything i can and, and a guy like walker still beats me straight up and it is it is what it is you know i'll take it on the chin i'll go back home and uh, we'll try to work a little bit harder and come back you know because that's all a guy can do and that's that's kind of the approach that i take to these races is that um you know I, i've been the guy you know on the bottom getting beat and, and knocked down and, and, and you know i'm just 
I'm just trying to take my shot and uh, do my best. And, you know, if we get beat, we're going to try our best, come back and uh, get the better of you next round. Yeah, I, I tell you what, man, you got me ready to run through a brick wall right now. I'm excited for you guys. Uh, <laughs> I think this year is going to be a good year for you, and and you got uh, you got the split line crew behind you for sure, man. We're excited. We're excited about watching this upcoming season, and we're going to try to make it out to a couple of these races that are close to the uh, uh, North Central West Virginia area. <laughs> man, that's so great to hear because, um, man, you guys got a, such a great thing going. I love the coverage you guys have of Supercross and, and uh, MX and ATV motocross, GNCC dirt bikes, GNCC ATVs. You guys cover it all, you know, and, and you guys got a really good thing going. And, I'm just so glad you guys brought me onto the show and uh, gave me the opportunity, you know, to come on and talk to you. I'm sure I'm going to come back sometime soon, you know, over the course of the year and be able to have some post-race chats and talk about what, what went down and what happened and give the fans a little bit of spiciness, you know, of uh, what's going on. And I, I just hope you guys continue to grow and, uh, and uh, I appreciate you guys having my back and uh, give me some support. Yeah, man, we appreciate the kind words, uh, and we appreciate you listening to the podcast as well. One more, or a couple more quick questions. Do you think we might see you out on a pit bike in the next year? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see everyone's rocking them, and everyone's racing them, and it comes down to I'm a little tight. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not against having fun, but, um, you know, I'm not in that, that click as much as they are. You yeah. know, I, I love to get on the pit bike and do it, but at the end of the day, I'm a little tight on, on, on the side of the money. <laughs> I hear you. Know, you not, not that I don't have the money, it's just that I'm a little tight with, with how I spend my money. <laughs> I've been saying for years that I'm going to get a dirt bike, I want to go race some locals, and, you know, do some fun and, and go ride, but I won't spend the money on myself. So oh, it, maybe, maybe you'll see me some pit bike races with the guys if I ever, you know, stop being so tight. <laughs> hey, anybody out there that might have an extra 90 laying around, get this man on a bike. We want to see that because I think you'd have been a pretty awesome addition to that fight club uh, that race that we got to watch over the weekend. That looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it did. You know, those boys, they put on a good show. And um, that, that was a, a hell of a group of riders, you know, who's battling out on those little 90s. It, that was cool to see. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it really, really was. Hey, one last question that we ask all of our guests, and since you listened to the Josh Merritt episode, you probably know what's coming. My wife wanted me to ask everybody that comes on the show, if you had to pick one fast food and one candy for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man, one fast food. Uh, is Chick-fil-A and uh, Canes, are, are they on that list, or is it just strictly like the OGs, Wendy's, McDonald's, Taco Bell, like that? If you pick Chick-fil-A, it will have been 100% Chick-fil-A so far for the votes. <laughs> but you Chick-fil-A, I, that's my favorite. I can't deny a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I, I'm going to be different, you know, on the fast food. I'm going to go with my first love that I ever found. I, I want to go with Wendy's, the, the Baconator. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I was in high school every single day that I got out of school. Uh, I would drive and, and immediately after class, go straight and get a Baconator before I went to the gym, <laughs> before I worked out. That was my just yearly routine. I did that almost every single day. Uh, the Baconator, I love it. You can't beat it. I think like Wendy's is like the quality. It's like the most consistent taste out of any fast food group of McDonald's, Taco Bell, and KFC. It's like it, it always, no matter if you're in California, New York, Florida, it's like it always hits. It's always the same. For me, so. Absolutely, my my grandparents yeah. lived right across the road from a uh, from a Wendy's back when I was a kid, and I could like walk outside and hear people ordering, and I just run across the street and grab some. So I'm with you on the Wendy's. That's that's awesome. <laughs> well, man, that's cool. I was a little different than everyone else. I'm glad I got to give a little bit more spin. But on the candy, oh man, I I, I got a little sweet tooth, you know, not not as much, but I man, that's hard. What did uh, what what did some other guys go with? So Josh Merritt went with just pure like I think milk chocolate, like uh, like Hershey's chocolate. Um, what was the other ones? I think it was all. I think everything was chocolate related. Uh, (laughs) That that you know they went that route with it. (laughs) All right. Well, if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be different again. You know, because I had this tradition. And I had to do away with it because, you know, you grow up and you get a little bit more stricter racing. But my tradition that I used to do, I did this all the way until, I don't know, like four years ago in the pro class. Every single time I was on my way to a GNCC race or any race in general, I would have to get a bag of gummies. I, I love the Starburst gummy burst that's liquid filled. I love the Sour Patch Kids. Um, I love 
you know, the, um, the fruit of loom, or that's not fruit of loom. What's the, the, the strawberry. Uh, yeah. 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 Stuff. yeah. Whatever I, that bag is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with gummies. You know, that's my favorite candy. I, I love gummies. I'm with you, man. Uh, I, I get, I like those, like you said, the, um, all the sour worms and all that stuff. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a kid when it comes to stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, man, they, they always get there. I love gummies and, um, my dad he'd always kind of make fun of me because it was just a tradition every time at every gas station i always had to give me one bag and i felt like that was like uh, my pre-race tradition that give me good luck you know what i mean like a lucky pair of underwear that that was my <laughs> that was my uh <laughs> my little tradition i had going on <laughs> there you go man there you go hey bryson thanks so much for coming on the podcast today we really appreciate it this was an awesome time i had a great time uh, I'm going to rub it in Brandon's face a little bit that he had to miss out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brandon, we miss you, brother. But, man, Cooper, thank you so much for having me on. I had a blast, and uh, it was great talking to you. And uh, I'm sure I'd, I'd love to come back on, you know, later in the year after some races and talk about what goes on, what goes down, and uh, catch up with you guys again here soon. Absolutely, man. We'll be we'll be getting you back on for sure. Anybody that wants to uh, find you, uh, where can they find you on Instagram, Facebook, any other social medias that you have? Uh, I got Instagram and Facebook, you know, uh, my Facebook crowd, I, I, I'm a little slow on Facebook here lately. Instagram's kind of like my favorite, but you know, Instagram, I'm just at Bryson underscore Neil. And, uh, I also got a YouTube channel. I, I post races and I, I post some practice tracks and things like that. You guys can go check out the video. Just type my, uh, just search my name and just, just, uh, give me a follow and, uh, keep up to date and, uh, we'll just slowly unravel what's going to go down in 2021 for our racing plans and some of some pictures of our new bikes and um we'll uh, be releasing that here you know within the next month or two absolutely and i will vouch for anybody that wants to go watch some good gncc racing uh helmet cams definitely look him up on youtube uh <clears throat> one of the best if not the best camera cleaner offer <laughs> in the game <laughs> you know everyone always jokes with me about that like how do you take your hand off and do that i'm like i I don't know. It's just natural. I just, <laughs> I just do. I just, I just, I just like a, there's like a comfortability in, in the chaos and the madness. And I just know when I can do it, whenever I can squeeze in when I can't, cause I'd always watch McGill, you know, cause I was a young guy watching Adam and he, he wouldn't always be the best at wiping his GoPro and he missed some, some, some nitty gritty parts. And I was like, man, if I'm going to run the GoPro, I'm at least going to try to keep it clean for everyone. So yeah, man, we, <laughs> we, we appreciate the clean GoPro. That's for sure. When that leaf, when that leaf hit the camera at the John Penton, I was like, Oh man, I wanted to see that one second of, of film. <laughs> but, oh, I know me too. But, I, I got back home and I was editing it and, and I was watching that part. I skipped straight to that part. Like that's the first part I wanted to watch. And it just, I was like, Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. You know what's funny is not to make the podcast go any longer, but uh, when you came through the finish line first and I knew that it was a tight battle, I looked and I saw the leaf on your camera and I was like, please let that let that leaf not have been there when he passed him. But hey, at least we was able to see what you were doing. We saw the line coming coming together, so uh, so we appreciate that for sure. <laughs> Yeah, you could see it, and I guess from the sound of it, you kind of envision a little bit. Just imagine a lot of little tree saplings getting ran over in the uh, yeah. forest. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. So I can't wait to see the next one that you put out, and can't wait to post this podcast, man. We appreciate the time today, and yeah, I guess that's it, man. We uh, we definitely appreciate your time, man. Hey, I appreciate it too, and shout out to anyone listening. Thank you guys for taking the time and uh, listening. Keep following these guys. They're, um, they're a great pair, and uh, they got a really good recipe. And they're always a good listen. So uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, man, Bryson. Thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate it, man. All right. Well, that was Bryson Neal, everybody. We appreciate him coming on today and give us an hour of his time and, and just talking about uh, racing, talking about – COVID. We even had some presidential talk. <laughs> it was an awesome time with him and we appreciate for sure his time and we cannot wait to get him back on again. Brandon, we missed you here today. I'm sure you're going to be one of the first ones to listen to this podcast and I'm going to rub it in a little bit that you weren't able to be here tonight, <laughs> but uh, I understand why you couldn't, man. Uh, we appreciate everybody that's out there supporting us, messaging us, uh, talking about racing with us. With that, I'm going to leave you with a song today. We had our first uh, song request for the exit song this week, guys. So 
that's another thing we could be doing. If you guys want to send us a message and request a song to exit the show to, we will be doing that from now on. And uh, we'll just go and order whoever sends us a song first. Actually, whatever best song is sent first, because uh, we get we have like a little picky taste in songs. So uh, this one was sent to us by uh, our good buddy Craig Casto. So with that being said, guys, we're going to be heading out. Split line out. Let's hear 